Yes, indeed. It's the expert. You are now listening to Crush a Lot Podcast with G's So Love Day dropping knowledge from Dublin to New York. All we do is crush a lot. Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese, and as always, my right-hand man, the AVN yes, Hall of Famer, the, right. the original Dirt McGirth, the <laughs> whole stretcher, Mr. Two Inches <laughs> from the floor, <laughs> Sir Loveday, how are you? I'm great, man. I'm feeling good. Extra little boost of confidence knowing that there's at least one thing that I do way better than DJ Khaled. So I'm feeling really good. Way, way better. Um, yes, me the best. No Kalina on this episode as she's out in Miami doing whatever whatever Miami people do, you know, doing yes. resumes, applications, things like that. <laughs> um, so you definitely money. be missed. We'll catch you on the next one. Um, what are we doing this, this, this month, Sir Love Day? What, what is on tap? Well, this time around, it's time to get us jumping into our next big series focusing on something we all adore and hold dearly the art of emceeing something we talk about all the time anytime we're discussing music this craft we love of hip-hop we definitely always take the time to acknowledge and show some real love and respect for the art of emceeing itself and so for this series we are really focusing on specific styles techniques crafts subjects abilities uh various facets of the art of emceeing and we're popping it off this week with punchlines punch we're doing punch the punchlines punch we're doing punchlines yes. and for those uninitiated punchlines mm-hmm. punchlines are are you set up you you it's like setting up a joke you, yeah you you lead it you lead up to that last line that will make everything make sense or make That's people right. laugh or or do a, a play with words that you right. didn't see coming um yeah. and in hip-hop some of it could be funny and you know if you're yep. into comedy that's what the punchline is whatever makes you laugh and mm-hmm. hip-hop is is it could be that but it could also be a, a play on words yeah um to whatever really emphasize something away. yeah but like oh yeah. did he not 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 shock value like oh my god he said that more like wow that was a clever way of doing that yeah. Uh, yeah so those are the punchlines um but we got to talk about you know the mm. hot topic around here and i don't think we're too late on it because i think it'll be an ongoing issue yeah. and oh, yeah. topic to talk about but let's talk about our friend Kanye West for a little bit. Now Kanye has been in social media and the news really going out there and having his opinions, which is fine, um yeah. and really going out there and promoting his love for Trump, <laughs> his yeah. love or his his uh his theories on slavery. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and really wrapping it around some other ideas of being a free thinker and right. 
it has caused some real big opinions in the hip hop oh, yeah. urban culture. So Latte, in general, where are you with this conversation? Where do you sit with it? Knowing that we will never really hit the the right. conversation in the way it should be, but maybe after his album release. Right. We might give it another talk. Once we see the content. Uh where are yeah. you in general with this? Uh so generally speaking, I just feel like there's so much word soup being hurled around um there's so much that he's saying uh, and because of that it's really a a, a very trump-like uh event where he says something and you can immediately see which one of the people on your timeline be it facebook instagram twitter are just super behind him because they will find the little pieces of the interviews of the conversations that they find that they can support or some translation or some interpretation that they can be like yes you see this how come we all talk about this this is great he said this isn't he right and then you can also see how many people on your timelines are not so big fans of his <laughs> and are either on the fence or they kind of like him, or they're just going to honestly be like, eh, I'm not messing with it. And you see those reactions as well. So to me, it very much just reminds me of Trump in, in reality, because it's uh, code words that are being used that don't actually mean what they mean. It's this attempt to reclaim language and repurpose it for another use than what it originally is intended to be for. It's a bunch of statements that are thrown out without much thought and a bunch of people trying to excuse that and not hold someone accountable uh, for saying things that they should not have said. And <laughs> it's unfortunate, but we already know that's not really going to have a drastic effect on his music. People don't care about uh, an issue longer than a couple of weeks. And that's not going to stop them from buying your stuff. Uh, it's, so it's, I agree with anybody who's throwing around this as eh, a publicity stunt. He's just doing this for the fun of it. No, not really. <laughs> Kanye's really the kind of guy who just, he just says what he feels and he doesn't think. And he deserves to be held accountable for that. That doesn't excuse what he thinks. Uh, doesn't make it okay that he's just speaking from the heart. Uh, it's an uninformed opinion. It's an uneducated opinion that he's that he's throwing around. And he has the right to it. And just as much as he has the right to it, we have the right to shoot it down and call it wrong and call it uh, what it is. So I'm fine with all of that. I think my issue with it is that he's trying to have a conversation but not really trying to have a conversation. Right. He's making these these points, these talking points, these mm -hmm. these whatever thoughts come to his head, mm -hmm. um, and it's and he's trying to wrap it around. Let's have a discussion about it, but he's right. really already format formatted an opinion, right? With very with on. very little information yes. or context to that. So mm -hmm. it's a little false of him to say that it's about love and community and pushing forward. Let's free ourselves from yeah, no. this invisible slavery idea that he 
has um mm-hmm. but really not engaging people who in are in these conversations for years right. right even if it's people who have contrarian opinions mm-hmm. like go sit down and talk to cornell west go sit down yeah. and talk to people like travis smiley go sit mm-hmm. down and talk to a plethora uh, yeah uh tahanasi coats but people right. who've been doing this for years sit down and and I feel I feel like and I and I say this a lot to young people if you want to learn about something sit down with people who are expert in it and just listen mm-hmm. to them don't talk right questions yes. and Kanye doesn't do that and the reason why Kanye doesn't do that is because we're so good the consumers his fans mm-hmm. which I'm not one just for, for mm-hmm. we could put it out there I'm just a casual Kanye fan right um, we are so quick to label him a musical genius that he took the genius part and applied it to everything else. Everything that he does, he thinks is genius. And it's absolutely not. Um, the no. truth of the matter is, if this might cause a stir, but I don't think it's a hot take, um, he want, he's, he's so in love with himself that he accessorized his own marriage. He wanted Kim mm-hmm. because she was at one point the hottest in the world. At least yep. amongst whoever measures these things. Yeah. That's that, you know, it's the name of your kids are very also accessorized. It's all to yeah. make him look a certain way. And I'm more mm-hmm. interested in the frailty and vulnerabilities of Kanye and that coming out more in his music and what he does. But what he's doing right now is the opposite of that. And yeah. um, it's very dangerous. Um, not only, f- well, I don't know if it's dangerous for him because he lives in his own community head but it's dangerous for everyone else who is now emboldened by people like Trump people like Putin who Mm -hmm. use information in a way to control now this is not a new thing this is not a new deep state thing but it's very reckless um, to say the things you're saying without really engaging our true leaders Mm-hmm. of our communities in the conversation and you're actually hurting us you're hurting people like me and sir yeah. loveday who work with young people yeah like this is this this takes us back a while because we need to explain this and rebuild and restructure so that's kind of like my initial um thought i, I i'm yeah. not i don't think it's a bad conversation to have in terms of what's free thinking and and really being loose to some of those trappings i'm a big fan of those things but right. i don't think That's what crazy. he's doing is free thinking i think is no. is really is coon thinking um mm-hmm. and if that, offends, thinking. if that offends people that offends people but that's kind of my hot yeah. take on it um and you're in yeah. you sir love they are natural uh, contrarian but i think it's not contrarian where you're not informed yeah. you know that's why i think yeah a it's big not difference. a yeah, for Kanye, he's he's he wants to be opposite of for the sake of being opposite of. For me, when I'm choosing to be opposite of, I'm choosing it with the purpose of trying to engage the lack of thought about the opposing side. <laughs> Whereas he's just he's he's he said it in one of the interviews, like, oh, "What you mean I can't wear the hat? Can't tell me nothing. I wrote the song. Can't tell me nothing." So that's not a, I thought, I sat down and thought long and hard about this and I want you to really rethink how you are using this symbol. Now, 
that's man i'm gonna do it because they said i can't do it blind rebellion i'm gonna just go out here right. and be a rebel for the sake of it now Silly. if he is enamored by trump right. i actually have no issue with him saying hey i like trump i absolutely could get behind you liking somebody and be mm-hmm. against their policies and stuff i got friends that are like you do stupid things and a lot of people don't like you but fuck it i like you Yep. You know, but I know I ain't going to be caught in a car with you because I don't know what you have on you. That's so right. I can understand that kind of like, yeah, I like I like the way he moves. Like, I, I can understand that. I'm yeah. not, I, I don't like the way he moves, but I, understand, I can understand that yeah. kind of thing. Like, you're either with us or with us. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. It's a little more com- complicated than that. But so that's just our small sure. take I'm sure we'll talk about it again the album's coming out um, mm-hmm. please don't ever release music with just some stupid random noises at the end that was that was insulting <laughs> and garbage um, and yeah I'm sure we're going to talk about this again if, if you want to chime in you're welcome to um, yes hit us up on our social media Sir Love Day Everywhere Crush a Lot Cheese yep. uh, Calzingas for Kalina uh, and we're mm-hmm. more than happy to get into it um, in terms of just talking about it in general as long as it gets us to have a a very frank conversations and polite conversation we're good even though i could be a little yeah. spicy i will be able to hear people out um but let's get <laughs> right into it it is yes. uh the art of emceeing this is what it's mm-hmm. all about this is uh one of the things we wanted to really talk about because in in, in recent years there's been a, a lack of emphasis on some of these fundamentals not a complete yes. abandonment but in right. mainstream hip-hop there's been a lot of of more pop influence than actual hip-hop fundamentals like from the beginning of this stuff and so we wanted to put a highlight and we're going to talk about punchlines um so the way we're going to do it this time around we usually do top five we're actually going to move away from that we're going to just talk about three um punchlines that that we like a lot it's it's not ranking them we're not saying these are the best of all time these are uh, three that resonated with us and we thought was a good example of punchlines mm-hmm. and this is just the educate and celebrate part and then we'll talk about an MC that is uh, a high caliber punchline uh, artist it doesn't mean they're the yeah. best it just means right. that that part of their uh, game is quite up there and this is all subjective right. and I had a hard time with this list sir love day because there's so many great punchlines, even yes. by less talented MCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's many moments where I found myself like, that's a pretty good line. That's yeah, sure. pretty clever. And I found a hard time with it. Um, how, how was your process? It was the same. It was very, very tough um, because not only are there uh, a bunch of lines from a bunch of different artists that are amazing, um, and then from guys who just didn't have the sort of careers to be considered, you know, those sort of monsters. But man, they were good. <laughs> but the tough thing was also trying to whittle down what should be uh, considered that top, you know? Do I just go with the punchlines that had the biggest effect on me? That made me most insane that made me just go holy crap this is crazy I need to hear this again and again and again or 
do I just go, this punchline was really, really well constructed <laughs> and just get really technical about it. But like, hmm, look at the timing that he did this. And this is like that. And this is super uh, different in the way it's structured. And it's this many bars and it's done like this, and, you know. So it was tough. But I do feel like after time, I was, I once I settled in on who my artist was going to be, I was able to just kind of relax and not worry about what the next three were going to be. You know what the other three records are. I just knew. I get to my three, my three references. I'm going to talk about this guy because this guy's a beast. Now, to full disclosure to the audience, um, even with Kalina in, in the mix, and we're wishing her good luck, and she's making some big moves, and um, I don't want to talk about it too much. But sending you good luck when you hear this episode. You're in our thoughts, and we support you. Um, now, full disclosure. Usually, I produce the show. I come up with the content, and I roll it out. Whatever. This is this is also a love day, and for you can see the difference on how we <laughs> look at things. Um, so I'm actually gonna go first because I feel like, um, yeah, um, it's your show. <laughs> so and, and I, I I don't want you to go first, and I'm like I was way off about about this. At least if I go first and you and you knock it out second, I, I don't feel so bad. Um, so for me, one of the one of my favorite MCs is from the golden era at least golden era in terms of my golden era um there you have the 90s and you have the 80s so when i say golden eras i'm talking about 80s mid to late 80s hip-hop is yeah i believe what they quantify as the golden era hip-hop when hip-hop really exploded um before mm -hmm. the 90s came in so this is one of my favorite mcs period um but yeah. had definitely in that golden era late 80s early 90s and i'm talking about big daddy kane i love big nice. daddy kane um and i just i just focus on the punchline brother that's all i did yeah I, I didn't worry about if the song was good or if the beat was knocking <laughs> i didn't care about none of that when i looked at this i went in <laughs> those things are important to a punchline don't get me wrong but right. i just i'm just I'm, I'm this is one of the ones when i was reading i was reading lyrics instead of uh, hearing okay. lyrics because it was like oh that's crafty and it, and i know these songs so i was able to in, see it differently by reading it um so the line that comes to me it's off the song uh set it off off the album uh mm -hmm. live long uh live long the cane um and it's uh the line it goes uh if you if you are what you eat then feed me dope <laughs> and for me when i first heard that when i was young the word on the the word dope slang wise could be dope like you're dope like you're good you're hot that was right. that was fire that was great it could be dope like drugs yo i need some dope True. so he says if you are what you eat yeah if you are what you eat then mm -hmm. feed me dope yes because i'm so dope it's kind of <laughs> like Sir Love Day, Sir Love Day saying, "Yo, if if I am what I eat, if you are what you eat, right. then I'm a pussy." Clearly, because that's what he does. Khaled don't do that, but Sir Love Day no. does that. And back when I was in my formative years, that was like, oh, okay, that was a nice wordplay <laughs> on taking something that's very common in terms of yeah. uh, everyday sayings. You are what you eat. Take care of your body, and then he just flipped it. Then I'm dope. And right. I just, it's such a simple punchline 
but it has a lot of weight because he took something that was popular and flipped it. And I usually end up liking punchlines like that. Like, okay, where is he going with this? Oh, okay, that was that was dope. That was hot. Now, if you want to flip the dope into a more drug references, then I don't know how long he'll be healthy um, if he keeps <laughs> doing that. But in this way, he's like back back in the days, dope was a very popular word to emphasize how great you were that was hot that was dope so for me big daddy kane um i set it off off the live long the kane album one of my favorite punchlines: if you are what you eat then feed me dope yeah did i do it Fire. the way you wanted it to i read the yes. email like five times just to make sure <laughs> okay that was good that was good can't get mad at that at all <laughs> so uh good selection you can't you can't go wrong with kane you can't how can you? Uh, so for me, it was a little tough for me to try and pick up what was going to be the third one. So I ended up just going, you know what? What are those lines that just stuck out of my head? When I said punchline, what was one of the lines that just stuck out for me that I remember going, ooh, that was crazy. And like the first <laughs> five that popped in my brain we're all from the artist that I'm going to spotlight at the end of this. So I eliminated those five. And the very next one that came to my mind uh, was from the great Royce to Five Nine, a song called Boom, where for me, it just stuck out because it has the setup and then it hits you with the punchline that makes the setup finally make sense <laughs> because the setup has no connection to anything and it means nothing on its own right so he starts it off with my flow is hotter than the flash from the click and you're like what are you talking about <laughs> and then he follows it up with when the hammer slaps the bullet on the ass from the clip and then you're like what oh the flash of the barrel of the gun Fun. from the click of the trigger when the hammer slaps the bullet, I'm, oh my, this guy, this guy. <laughs> that was such a great moment for me when I heard it. This is back on uh, the Rock City album, uh, way before Royce was known anywhere near like he is now, long before there was any Funk Flex freestyles, when he was still begging to get on the radio, uh, while simultaneously ghostwriting for like a bunch of artists who are all over the radio um he was dropping this heat and that line just stuck in my brain forever it's a incredible record on its own he's got a bunch of punch lines on there but that was the line that that caught me that line and the my saliva and spit line from earlier in that same verse uh but that wasn't really too much of a punchline; it was just great wordplay uh but this line right here is just that great setup punch of confusion, which often is what happens with a lot of common punchlines. It's the one setup punchline method that is used a lot. You know, not as often as say like for a guy like Redman who'll do something crafty and will set you up for like a bar and a half, two bars, two and a half bars, and then finally just smack you with the meaning you're like oh wait there's the punch there's the punchline right in the face this one's just straightforward simple one two 
but I just love the fact that he made he found a way to make that one really fit in, which is something a lot of punchline artists don't often do. If you listen to Fab or like uh, Lloyd Banks, a lot of times their lines, their setup lines, are super throwaway garbage, <laughs> super pointless, and mean nothing, and they don't even have a context in regard to the punchline. They're just found something to rhyme with what he wanted to eventually say in that punchline and this one they work back they work backwards yeah come with a great line they're like "Ooh, this line is crazy now i just got to find a setup line so i can get to this line because this line is bananas um but royce here has a full package of cryptic intelligent uh great metaphors uh in this or great metaphor in this punchline all pulled together to create this imagery of him firing a gun and how hot his flow is in comparison and I love it it's definitely one of my favorite punchlines yeah I, I like that he is if you have no idea of the construct in the parts of a gun then you're right. not gonna, you're not going to have context so it's not right. going to make no sense to you what is he talking mm-hmm. about but I even like that he's challenging the listener to mm-hmm. find out what he's talking about and then it'll hit you like oh yeah. Um, like red, one of Red Man's great punchline is like get back to me later when you figure it out yeah <laughs> um, and you know people still trying to figure it out um, so that's a great uh, choice cause, um, and I'm not surprised uh, Royce is on your list yeah, whatsoever um, I'm gonna go into one I mean I have so I, I literally had like 60 different ones and so if my list is not as I'm not using the most popular people is because the way I thought about it was like I kind of have an idea of what Kalina's lane is in terms of the music she likes um, so I avoided some of the things I think she was going to do and I avoided some of the artists I know are going to be on this uh, list from Sir Love Day I don't even want to say it but I know I'm right um, because I, I didn't want to double dip and I really <laughs> did focus on like golden era, early '90s people because this is in. I was a teenager, and this these were like oh my goodness moments. And it takes a lot now for me to feel that way as an older listener. Um, so one of my my second favorite one is I'm not ranking it, it's just one of the many I like, and maybe I'll put a post on a bunch of ones that I like. Um, comes from Sean Price. Um, Sean Price is is fantastic. One of the one of the pillars to the whole. Um, duck down uh, boot camp click movement um, one half of mm-hmm. Helter Skelter um, underground king um, he was out there for a while I mean he, oh, yeah. I mean monkey bars was neck and neck with supreme clientele that's here um, and mm-hmm. it was he's just a lyrical beast so he has a bunch of stuff and a bunch of punchline he could be serious he's crafty he's witty and one that came to me maybe not a song that's so popular um, it's off mm-hmm. the B side of a uh, of uh, um, Boom Baye. Um, it's called 60 Bar Dash. So it tells you right there what kind of song you're getting, <laughs> 60 Bar Dash. It's not yeah. really on an album, so it's hard to find. I'll see if I can find it on YouTube, put a link. But his one of his punchlines is, my mama ain't raised no fools because my <laughs> mama ain't raised me, fool. And yeah. it's... <laughs> It was, it's it's classic Sean Price. That's what Sean yeah. Price does. It's like he is he knows how to be vulnerable without you even noticing he's being vulnerable. That's like yeah, a very sure. intimate line. My mama ain't raised no fools because my mama ain't raised me fool. 
And I just yeah. love that wordplay. He took, he just took this, he threw the listener off because you anticipated one thing and then he used that same words, the same words that was delivered, the setup line was delivered one way. You think you're going to get it or get something different. You get the exact same words with a completely different meaning to it. All he did was add a comma at the end. And yeah. they changed the entire makeup of that line. My mama mm -hmm. ain't raised no fools. That's the setup. Yep, straight That's up. That's the setup. Mm -hmm. The punchline is because my mama ain't raised me, comma, pause, fool. So he used fool mm -hmm. with yeah. two different mm -hmm. meanings. And mm -hmm. they rhymed. And I don't like to use the same word to rhyme back to back but he yeah. used the same word with different definitions and that's so dope yeah. i guess they're eating the same thing big daddy kane and and sean price <laughs> are eating dope sandwiches and dope muffins with no gluten in it because that that was dope my mama ain't raised no fool because my mama ain't raised me fool mm -hmm. wow that's incredible and it's like on her throwaway song yeah that's exactly. absurd exactly and yeah. It, and it says he says so much without saying mm -hmm. much and that's a great MC could do that when they make the listeners deduce um, which is one of the big way of how I solve things is, is by what you're not telling me and what he's not telling you is all the things you came to the conclusion of in that line obviously there's a lot of stuff with his parents growing up and it, it explains the way he is and the way he rhymes and I love that he doesn't have to say it he mm -hmm. said it in this punchline. Fantastic stuff. Sean Pryve, 60, 60 Bar Dash. I'll put a link somewhere once I find it. My mama ain't raised no fool because my mama ain't raised me. Fool. <laughs> oh, so good. Sean Price. <laughs> Can't blame that one right there. That's just, that's fire. Uh, <laughs> I had another Sean Price one on my list. And I'm glad I chose to, to, to leave that on the side for now. Because I figured, all right, only person that might use Sean Price, I thought that might be you. And you know what? It works out. It works out perfectly. Don't so, sleep on Kalina. She's like a big Sean Price head. Like, okay, cool, cool. Huge. Cool. But I think her all style right. would have been a little different. Daniel's son yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. So for me, uh, I already knew what was going to be the last one I was going to pick out. I was trying not to rank them, but I already knew which one was going to kind of rank highest for me. So trying to pick what was going to be the other one was a tough one. And I decided to go with one that for me really resonated as a kid. I was a preteen at the time because I was about 12 years old or 11 or 12 at the time that this released. Uh, and I remember just sitting there kind of enjoying the song but trying to really get into the lyrics and trying to really understand what he was saying. Uh, and so eventually it became one of my favorite songs of the album. It's such a fire album. Um, the album in question I'm talking about here is Reasonable Doubt. Uh, the artist obviously is Jay-Z. Never but heard the of line, him. Yeah, he's this really like Brooklyn rapper, very Brooklyn, very Marxist. Is he like Mike Geronimo? Um, he's almost as good as Mike Geronimo. 
um, not not quite the same sort of buzz. This guy, you gotta you gotta. I'll take you to a small local place, and you might hear him sometime. Is he related anyway. to Memphis Bleak by any chance? <laughs> no, M- Memphis Bleak put him on, right? Yes. Okay, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, this one line that stuck out. Um, well, when I say it stuck out, there's a bunch of lines in it that stuck out. But this is one of those lines we would always talk about later on. Um, and this is one of those songs you talk about a lot from that album uh, where he says, we used to fight for building blocks. Now we fight for blocks with buildings that make a killing. Um, and of course, it goes on to talk more about the relationship. But basically, in that verse, he's telling you the story about him and a friend of his that he grew up with. He's trying to paint this picture of how in his neighborhood, you had to be very careful about friendships and how much you let your friends even know about what you're doing, how close you let them be, how much they can understand about your business and how much money you're making. Um, And in this particular line, he just points out how young they were when they first knew each other saying we used to fight for building blocks, you know, like Legos or, you know, those sort of things, right? And now he's saying we fight for blocks, which uh, is a very New York City term for a street. We, we judge everything in New York by blocks. Nothing is like 20 minutes away. Everything is like, ah, oh, man, it's like five blocks up. Nah, he's on the next block. I'm up the block. I'll be right there. Everything is like that. He uses a very, very uh, local phrasing. Used to fight for blocks, uh, for building blocks. Now we fight for blocks with buildings that make a killing. And clearly referring to uh, the drug game and how it used to be all fun and games as kids. But now the issue is you have to be mindful of what you can control because you need to control this block or this section of the neighborhood because that's the section that's bringing in all the money. And if you want to get out of this hood, you need to bring in some money and enough money to get you and your family away from this for good. Uh, and so now that's the new beef. You're fighting literally over uh, essentially real estate that you don't own, that you're not collecting no interest on, that is not an investment for you or you can't sell it that you have no real ownership over except that you have just enough power to be able to move some locals around and sell your drugs there and some of those buildings on that block either house the users that you need or house the workers that you need have the stash house you need have the cookhouse you need uh, whatever the whatever it may be or they might have all of it and you need that if you want to be successful and just that little illustration in a quick little turnabout of the use of the the blocks and buildings phrasing that he just flipped from one side um, and of course at the same time while just while flipping the meaning he even flipped the positioning of the words and went from building blocks to blocks with buildings and added so much uh, understanding and for those of us who were in that who knew that sort of fight uh on a regular basis 
it meant everything to us to hear this guy is actually talking about it instead of just kind of alluding to it like some rappers would or just like downplaying it or you know putting it aside he's like no, no let's talk about the specifics of what it is to deal with being a hustler in the hood here's the realities of it um and jay was good for that he's always good for being incredibly honest about some of the uglier and unfortunate and more uh psychological and and hard to see parts of what he was dealing with or what a lot of us were dealing with and that line for me was just so fire just what a great setup to pow right in the face but he does it on a song where he's doing so much that it's so easy to actually end up losing the impact and importance of that line because he had so many brilliant lines in that record uh, but for me, that was that was one of the ones that really spoke to me, and uh, and meant a lot to me because I, I remember those block wars of who's over here and who's over there, and who has the right in being just a intersection away from <laughs> your rivals and having to just try and maintain some sort of decorum while at a moment's notice somebody could find themselves shot. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a crazy thing to to, to be even be around at all uh and amazing that he could flip it and tell that story in that way so that's that's my second selection a, a question a question did royce yes. five nine write that bar for him <laughs> that happened to be one of the lines that royce totally did not write but it was he thought about it he really wanted to Right, so shout out uh, for Freeway to writing that line. Shout out to Freeway. <laughs> um, that's a good pick. Yeah, JC has a lot of these. It's not a yeah. business, man. It's a business. I mean, he has a lot right. that you can pick you from. Um, I'm going to go to my last one. It's not. I say last one for this show, but I have I have tons. This is what Billions. makes great hip-hop so yeah. fantastic because you could connect to different ones and think that's clever and then this is emotionally mm -hmm. clever this one's like I don't get it then years later you right. get it and for me my next one is exactly that like I didn't get it at first mm -hmm. and it's very simple actually but I didn't get okay. it at first because I wasn't sexually active at this point uh, in my life yet i'm gotcha, still in gotcha. early teenagers and uh, and so i wasn't like trying to court females and having long long-term relationships like right, those right. are all new things to me so my frame of reference wasn't there it wasn't until right. later when like oh that's what oh. he meant yo that was pretty <laughs> fly that was pretty that was pretty dope um and it has to go uh with with the goat the goat himself LL Cool J um, you know um, you know Mr. Uh, Lady Love Cool Mr. Lady yeah Mr. Lady Love Cool <laughs> James over here uh, you know one of the things he's known for is also his 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 the way he would uh, use romance and and courting yes. and in a part he really introduced that part into his his music and into hip hop mm -hmm. it's okay to to have uh, feelings, vulnerabilities, and also yeah. be like, yeah, I just want a bag. You know, like yep. he was really out there with it, um, very smooth about it. And one of mm -hmm. the punchlines that I liked that he did was um, off a song called, I'm That Type of Guy. And one, I, and 
that song is not one of his low key songs. It is one right. of his marquee songs. Um, it's off mm-hmm. the Walking uh, with a Panther with album, Panther. which is argu- arguably one of my favorite ones um, yeah, in there. Um, and the and the line is, "I'm the type of guy that picks her up from work early, takes her to breakfast, lunch, dinner, and breakfast, and mm-hmm. breakfast is the punchline." Yes. And I'm going to say it again for those who are wondering what, like, what, it took me a while, but I got it. (laughs) I'm the type of guy that picks her up from work early. That's your frame. That's the setup. Now he's going to play with your expectations because, because he's going to put breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which is a common phrase, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, Take her to breakfast, lunch, and, and dinner and breakfast. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why would you do that? Would you not? Did you not have another word to rhyme with breakfast? That you use breakfast again? Like was this not you know? And uh, I realized later that he was well, he is what he was saying without saying, right. which I'm a fan of, and which punchlines mm-hmm. should have a measure to it. It's not about how vivid it is. It's what you're not saying that like oh that was hot for me. I like right. punchlines like that when you're not saying a lot of. Or anything, but I understand what you're saying. That's such a hard yes. thing to do. True. And what he was saying is like, yeah, I we had breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and breakfast. Yeah. He bagged her. Yep. He took her home. That's right. And he cooked the breakfast. Stayed the night. I didn't yeah. get that at 13 years old. <laughs> I was like, why would you buy your breakfast again? That made no sense. <laughs> like, it made no sense to me. But then when right. I get my 20s, I'm like, this yep. this LL needs to wash his hands. He has <laughs> some gangrene on the tip of his strudel. <laughs> if he keeps doing it, and so for me it was like it sounds like a simple punchline, and it is. But you have to, through the ears of a thirteen year old, it's like, what is mm-hmm. this? And I love hip hop so much that when I went back to it, it was like it had a whole different meaning because of my experience in life was like, yeah, man, I've done that before. And uh, I'm the type of guy that picks her up early. I'm not that type of guy. You go work (laughs) and make your money, boo-boo, from work early. I'll take you to breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and breakfast now, as long as it's high hops. And I just found that wordplay simple, straight to the point, smart, and it conveys so much, once again. It conveys so much by saying so little. Phenomenal. And LL is yeah. loaded with things like that. He's like, yeah. he doesn't get enough credit for how simple but deceptively deep his punchlines mm-hmm. were. And for me, I had to put him up there um, for sure. with one. Of, now, I have tons of other ones that are more intricate, more like, wow, that's insane. But mm-hmm. I, had to, I wanted to go back to teenage cheese. Dope, dope. And that's those are the ones that stood uh, twenty plus years in my in my ear. Dope. Can't get mad at that. You can't go wrong with some 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 legends, man. You gotta you got the legends on your on your selection so far. I do. I do. You know? I try to show an update. Now you're a legend well, in yourself. You're known well, to be quite. You, you have quite the pussy tickler on your yes, face um, something that Khaled don't believe in. So yeah. where are you with your last? Not your number one. But no. you, you, one of the ones you have high regards for. Yeah, so one of, one of my super, super beloved ones. It's a line that I pull up all the time. It's a part of why I've considered certain rappers great. Because this moment 
that occurred when this record came out and when this line was spewed with such melancholy. <laughs> he didn't even deliver it with this vigor. Like, yeah. He was just like, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> and just gave it. Uh, it became, for me, the clear evidence that, you know what, if you want to be someone in the discussion of GOAT, if you want to be someone in the discussion of the greatest of all time, you want to be top five, you want to be on someone's top ten, then you need to have one of those lines that just captivates, that that catches hip-hop's ear, that people are going around with their tape decks, their MP3, their iPod, their their uh, mini disc, their CD Walkman, whatever it is, trying to get somebody to hear this line. And I'm going with another legend myself, and I'm going with simplicity also. And it's KRS-One, and the line is, "I'm not saying I'm number one." Nope. Oops. I'm sorry. I lied. I'm number one, two, three, four, and five. Stupid line. That line is so stupid, insane, crazy great. Remember, this is like the the freaking early to mid 80s. Or maybe this might have been mid to late 80s. This is right Uh, before the boom bat. Right, before boom bat really took over. And here's this man when really, at that point, you really could only name like five great rappers that had come around at that point. You could go like Grandmaster Kaz, LL, Rakim, uh, D, Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, and KRS. You got like six, <laughs> seven cats. You throw in Slick Rick, right? There's really only so many cats that you could even call great. And he just goes, listen, for the record, I'm just going to throw about all of those guys out of the runnings to make it clear that it's just me. I'm so alone at top of this rap thing that the nearest guy is sixth on the list. He's not even worthy of being calling himself second. He has to respect my skill so much that he would have to declare himself the sixth best guy in the game. And he does it with this pretty funny kind of turn phrase, just like, I'm going to just say this thing. I'm going to say it. That kind of could catch you off guard. I'm not saying I'm number one. Okay, he's being humble. And then, oops, I'm sorry, I lied. <laughs> and then throwing the, I'm number one, two, three, four, and five. Just <laughs> stacking up the disrespect for anyone who would try him. That line. I love that guy. I only discovered that line. Um, because I had it rushed to me by a neighbor who was like, yeah, 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 you know, I gotta gotta hear this, I gotta hear this, hold on, hold on, hold on, (laughs) puts on the record, moves the needle over to right before the line drops, and goes, listen to this, and we're just like, ooh, that boy mean, that boy, Chris, Chris, Chris went in. That boy Chris just oof, he was being harsh. He went he smacked MC Shan around enough and now he just felt like he could beat anybody up. He's failing himself. He got it like that. He's very certain. Uh and and that line stuck with me 
it was definitely a part of um, how I came to appreciate hip hop, you know, and, and came to appreciate the way guys work with their words. Um, and it was a great example of having a really great line that embodies both the aggressive, competitive, uh, disrespectful nature of hip hop, but also has the fun loving, uh, entertaining, comedic, playful type of hip hop, just in the way he set the line up with the whole, oops, I'm sorry I lied thing. You know, he, it's a great way of looking at some of the depth of how hip hop can be done. And I adore that line. I have much respect for KRS. Uh, and all the guys we talked about today have been phenomenal. Uh, That's one of many for all of them. Yeah. And each one of these guys do have quite a few. You know, the catalog is long uh, for these guys of just, of not just punchlines, but some of these very guys we just might see again and hear their names come up again. And even some of these songs come up again, you know, when we tackle some of our other topics that'll be coming up um, as we continue our art of emceeing. For but sure. But we're punch, not quite done. We're not good. This is, this is the punchline. And that's a great picture of <laughs> day because that was definitely in my, that's the first thing that came in my head when I got the memo that's this is what we're doing. Oh, and the yeah. reason why I didn't put it on is because I had a feeling one of you were going to put it. At least I rolled <laughs> the dice. I was ready yeah. to change it. I was ready to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that Jesse West, West beat is just just ridiculous. And yeah. KRS-One, yeah. the way he delivered that line was... So, uh, was uh, it's it's, it's, it was like yes I'm, I'm, he was like no one went after him after that I mean nope. listen listen Kendrick went on control remix whatever and he called out everybody then people had a response for him nah nah no one had a response for Karras one they let him have nope. it because they didn't yeah. want it they didn't want it nah <laughs> for good <laughs> reason for good reason Sir Love Day the yes. art of MC and it's here Yes. Um, and we're we're breaking it down. If if you have a punchline you want to you want to let us know what was yours, we want to know. Hit us up, Sir Love Day, on all social media. Uh, crush a lot of cheese, crush a lot of podcast. Uh, for me, everywhere else, you can hit up uh, uh, Kalina over at Calzingas over in uh, the Twitter. She, I, I know she wants to. You know, let's get the conversation rolling. We want to hear it. If you like yes. what you're hearing, let us know. Um, mm-hmm. Go to the comments, go to iTunes, Apple Store, and leave a comment. Um, yeah. Let us know. That helps us because it, it gives us a bigger audience. Um, but we really want to engage in conversation yeah. with you. This is a community experiences hip-hop thing, and we want to hear your experience. Um, Sir Love Day. Yes. What's on tap for next week? Well, so on tap for next week, we've been digging through as we go through our uh, multiple phases of the art of him seeing so next time around uh, as we go through our visit it's actually five weeks five now weeks. that i think about it i was about to say it's four weeks but it's actually five weeks five weeks so we're digging through punchlines we're digging through storytelling uh which is what we're going to jump into next uh and then we're digging into wordplay uh and metaphor work so that's uh that's not just you know, some guy who does a, a good metaphor, I'm this to the that, I'm the this of the that. But also the similes, I'm, I'm like such and such to this and that, you know, all of those good stuff. But it's also the guys who do just great 
complex wordplay or the long form metaphors like Nas's I Gave You Power, which is a, a whole song essentially sit in metaphors. Well, I used to love you know? I used to love her. I used to love her, right. Common. You know, um, we're doing those, but uh, we're also doing our freestyles. Uh, we're focusing on freestyles for one week. That'll be week three. So week two, next week, we're doing storytelling rap. Week three, the following week, we're doing freestyles. Um, so we're talking about uh, all of the freestyles. We're kind of going to talk a little bit about the definitions of freestyles there as well. Um, we'll kind of talk about the history of the term and freestyling in the hip hop community and all of that and how it's changed and its importance. Week four, we're getting into all of those great wordplay, those long form metaphors, those guys like Lupe who will super bury a meaning under 17 layers of definition and understanding um, into his rhyme or Camp Low who will just sling it out for a whole thing. And then for the last week, we're focusing on Flowcraft. It's gonna be all about what kind of flows you got. Who are the people who craft incredible flows? What are the flows that mesmerize you and drive you insane? And we'll pick our three and our one artist that we think epitomizes each of those topics. And so I think it's about that time we get to that one artist. That one artist. That one guy who we just wanna spotlight on, focus on, put a big beam on because here crush a lot we are a big fan of the idea of let's celebrate let's educate we want to show these guys love we we take our time we may throw a couple of shots here and there at this upcoming rapper or that upcoming rapper or this established rapper or that established rapper but the reality is we want to see everybody succeed we want to see you do well we want you to have a long time in this game and have the ability to tour when you're in your 50s and 60s like your big daddy Kane. We want you to be able to still be out who, who just did a freaking uh, NPR Tiny Desk concert a month or two ago. And a guy has been, hasn't had a, a, an album of his own for like 20 years. Freaking big daddy Kane still doing it. Biz Marquee who can still tour the world DJing at the biggest clubs, the biggest uh, platforms, years after he's had his last album, after he's produced his last records. We want you to have that sort of longevity. And so we want to educate and help you to understand the game a little bit deeper and the art and the craft and the science and the glory of hip hop. So let's see what we got. Cheese. Well, Who's this, your artist? Okay. Who are you looking at? I, I had to go. I got to have to go. Okay, the, the, I had one shot to get one name out there, and I had a, <laughs> yeah. I'm rolling the dice okay, between okay. what you and Kalina was gonna do, um, because I'm like, man, I don't want to double dip, but I might <laughs> have to say it out there because for uh -oh. me, it's it's he's one of the best. Yeah. I'm not saying he's the best. Okay. At, at that time, he was one of the best and considered one of the best MCs, mm -hmm. but. He's no longer with us. Uh -oh. Um, so, uh -oh. so, so I had to go. I had to go with Big L. Now, uh, of course, of big, course, Big L for me is still one of the most underrated MCs for of sure. all time. And sure. I know in certain circles he's revered, but in general, 
mainstream yeah. hip hop man his his I don't think we talk about or even listen to his music as much as mm -hmm. we should because maybe of his death maybe because his death pushed his music to more ears as yeah. I'm not saying that's a good business model you yeah. know that's not a good business model um, but for me he has some of the most iconic um, punchlines um, I wasn't poor I was po. <laughs> I couldn't afford the OR. The OR. Mm -hmm. Wow, and Fire. and I and that I could, I could I could relate to that and that. Yeah. Or or uh, on his freestyle with Jay Z, I'm so I'm uh, so ahead of my time. My parents haven't parents met haven't yet. Met yet. <laughs> yeah. That's that's just insane, and he's he has a lot of these things. It's like yes. it'll take the whole show. Um, yeah. So for me, if you haven't listened to Big L, do yourself a favor. Treat yourself mm -hmm. to. There's not a lot of stuff on Big L, so it's not like you're going into a big catalog and you're not starting with Wu Tang and you gotta go break down all the five classic albums plus the units and <laughs> you're not doing that. It's essentially just two albums, right? right. Just two. Yeah. And and then there's some freestyles here and there which you should listen to because he's also was a massive freestyler. Yes, so absolutely. for me, Big L was one of the early '90s hip hop that really took the foundations of MC and really put that criminology, that that street grime on it, that very mm -hmm. edgy urban slang into it, and really was able to do uh, these punchlines that were not only hyper intelligent but really intimate and and connected in a way to black and brown folks that was like wow yes i understand what it is to mean to be poe like that's a real thing mm -hmm. like that's not even a <laughs> wordplay thing that was the language yo we poe yeah. we are poe <laughs> We couldn't afford the O and the R, and he was able to use those punchlines, and we all knew exactly what he was saying. And this is where deduction wasn't a big ingredient, was it's more like, am I the only one thinking this? That was that kind of punchline, and I was like, wow, wow. And he does that a lot. Big L, for me, is the MC that is a top of the list of punchlines. With just two albums. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how can you argue with that? Uh, Don't try. The man was phenomenal. Uh, there's no question. <clears throat> He's, he does often get neglected and left off of lists and discussions and debates um, and doesn't get played often. I think it's partially due to the fact that none of his records ever broke past you know the hood radio play and really got regular radio rotation um you know he you could hear him all the time on stretch and barbito yeah but he wasn't getting played uh by red alert at five o'clock in the afternoon you know he wasn't getting played on angie martinez's show he wasn't getting played by flex at seven o'clock you know he wasn't getting those primetime slots uh, so a lot of his songs don't have the connection to the larger hip-hop audience historically and emotionally the way Juicy was constantly getting played. And so it 
it connected to moments in our lives because it was always present for some of those. Yeah, and he came um, in right before that big 90s explosion. He was like right yeah. right behind it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then once Wu-Tang Tribe and all those caught fire, it was, it was easy to get uh, lost in the mix. Yeah. That would be a great episode, like artists right. that got lost in the mix because um, there's a sure. lot and he's one of them. What do yeah. you have, Sir Love Day? I'm interested so, in this because I have a theory I know where you're going to go. Um, okay. And I kind of want to guess before you say anything. Okay, um, go ahead, go ahead. Because I, I've, we've, we have many conversations, so I have an idea. Mm-hmm. And you could throw me a, a curveball, but I, I would be surprised if you don't mm-hmm. highlight the wondrous um, Eminem on, 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 uh-huh. on this one. This was my guess because I know you how I'm a little more critical, but, uh, yes. you know, um, I could see him landing here for you. Yeah. Well, I definitely did look at him um, because he has so much going on. But Ooh. I, like you, <laughs> wanted to choose someone else. I wanted to go with the guy who, to me, was who personified that. I think Eminem does have great punchlines. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think the thing that's more amazing about Eminem is his rhyme schemes. Correct. And the extent of his schemes. So I didn't want to go to punchlines for him. I thought, again, like you, first thing that came to my mind was Big L. Um, and so I went and I picked out a bunch of Big L. Um, and then today, about an hour or two ago, before we were about to record, I thought, yeah, somebody else might take Big L, too. So I might want hi- to have another highlighter ready. We're all thinking the same thing. In case. And I said, you know who I need to highlight? You know who I really should focus on and show some love to? Redman. Ooh. Redman is a punchline genius. The man is incredible. He has great lines, like your whole vocabulary's played out, admit it. Still whack if it came out my mouth and I spit it. <laughs> Stupid, crazy lines. Just just destroy you guys <laughs> like I scored a 1.1 on my SAT I still push a whip with a right and left AC just just classic red man stuff where he he knows how to craft lines that just stick to you and hit you and what I really loved about about red and the way he crafted his lines is that he didn't always put a bunch of focus on it and he didn't always uh leave you too much uh breathing space for those lines and made it too easy to expect because you know but a lot of punchline rappers after you hear them or a lot of rappers who do punchlines a lot after you hear maybe a song or two or three from them you kind of learn their structure right because they tend to use some of the same structures again and again and again so you kind of get used to it and you can almost hear the punchline coming before it comes you you hear the setup and you know there's the setup all right here's it here it comes what's he about to say to this right here and Redman would do that he'd give you some of those but he would also play with it uh he would move it around and and give you a, a little stall and a delay before he comes back with the punch 
it's it's his sort of work that you know and he's and we know because he's talked about it but that you know guys like royce who i love his style uh guys like m you know i, I like a lot jay uh who a lot of these guys you know they looked at red man were like man this boy's nice i need to learn how to do a little bit some of that a little bit better because they follow the same sort of thing well they'll move stuff around he has a line where he's like, uh, um, "Of course I'm. F- How's it go? Of course I'm funky. Of course I'm funky like, uh, like fat people's intercourse. Uh, of course I'm funky like fat people have intercourse. Uh, the funk's stuck in your teeth, so get the dental floss. Uh, where it's straight setup and delivery, but it's just like I was talking about with KRS-One when he brings that delivery." he's bringing you that setup you don't always even tell that the setup is coming but he's always packing some humor in with it Redman is one of our like last uh, golden era MCs who's still willing to have fun at rap who doesn't feel like he has to take himself super seriously all the time he's very sarcastic yes super and, but like to make it like he's the type of kid in the classroom that always has a sarcastic funny comment towards the teacher mm-hmm. that's who he is and it, it makes yeah. and those are great people those are the ones who write the best punchlines yeah he he doesn't he doesn't bother with uh with having to hold himself as above the butt of the joke you know uh his all of his albums He's not on the cover of any of his albums in a suit, <laughs> right? Yep. You've never seen Red Man with a cigar and a fedora in it on. You've never seen Red Man on the cover of his album with a big leather jacket and giant gold chains on. You never see Red Man doing any of these things, uh, you know, really glorifying himself in any of those ways. Um, he now he has, of course, the world-renowned and famous and beloved Cribs episode, where his house looked like it could have been anybody's house. It could have been a, a janitor <laughs> his house is how his house looked. It wasn't some big mansion. It was a little spot in Jersey <laughs> that did him well, and you can see that sort of stick to your roots. Uh, I'm not worried about all this other stuff mentality has paid off in his rhymes because all of the heat and the the insanity that he was bringing on those classic 90s albums he still delivers whenever he decides to get behind the, the mic uh i don't know what to expect from his muddy waters 2 album that's supposed to be coming but one thing i know that we all know is going to be there are some fire fire punchlines the man's a brilliant MC uh, if you don't know Method Man's work he does have a, a good number of albums uh, that you could go and check out but I would definitely suggest uh, Muddy Waters uh, as, a, as a great a great album to focus on if not Muddy Waters, then There Is a Dark Side. There Is a Dark Side is my favorite. And I think you meant to say Red Man, not Method Man. Uh, but it's okay, because Method Man uh, and Red Man together 
acquired yes. punchline combo. Um, true, true. That's a great pick, Sir Love Day. I, 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 I'm on board with that uh, pick. Redman is is known for that. I, I was always scared of Redman growing up because <laughs> his album cover was like, yo, this guy's scary. Yeah, his album covers are crazy. But um, he's very. Even in the catalog with the 90s era, he's always was afraid. He was off kilter. He never yep. followed the trend. He was always doing his own thing. And he was that. so good. Great, great pick. Um, let's quick, we're going to wrap this up for you guys. But before, we, we, we've been wanting to give you guys something to to listen to. Um, yeah. Sir Loveday, what, what's your old school jam of the, of the week? Uh, old school jam of the week for me is pretty simple. It's a classic hip-hop group if you don't know them you better get used to them they got one of the most important or most played and beloved hip-hop songs instantly recognizable by beat the group is camp low um and we're not gonna hit on that song that everyone knows another song off the album which actually plays as a part of the video to the song everyone knows um Luchini. uh this is it but the other the song that I want you to go and check out is called Crystal Carrington. That's Crystal Carrington with two K's. Crystal for K, Carrington with the K. Uh, by Camp Lowe, off of their debut album. Fire, fire, and fire. Just a dope song. Uh, feel free to check out that entire album because it is super dope. But yeah, I'm going to go to my... Uptown new- Saturday Night. Yeah, that's a album. good... Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go into my new school. I wouldn't say he's new school, but he's newer. Uh, and yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it hometown because this is up there one of my albums so far that I enjoyed a lot this year. That's obviously Sun Blaze. I would recommend uh, his song Pyrex, produced by mm-hmm. Thanos. Beats is this off kilter piano loop with um, really not even in sequence drums. But it, it, it just works. It just really works. Yeah. Um, and and Sunblaze is a straight grimy hip hop MC. If you like '90s yeah. hip hop, if you like Big L or anything like that, yeah. um, he sits right perfectly. Like that, he that's his style. And that's what he presents. He's no filter about that. And mm-hmm. um, and in this album, um, the Inhuman album, he's really uh, you can see that his uh, you can really start seeing him get really better and more comfortable in front of the mic and also being a little more vulnerable but not in the most intimate of ways it's like he's saying yeah. a lot without saying a lot and i mm-hmm. i really uh have enjoyed it so that's my my new school uh jam of the week pyrex sunblaze you can find it over at Bandcamp or uh, right now uh that's the art of emceeing um opening show uh punchline we'll see you on the next one for storytelling as always Uh, make sure we take care of one another mental health is a serious thing take care of your asthma and all that good stuff and we'll see you on the next episode peace peace